This just in, the final jobs report of 2023 showing the economy added 216,000 jobs. We're going to bring in CNN anchor and business correspondent Rahel Solomon. Welcome back. Good morning. All right. So first, help us understand the connection between the jobs numbers and everything else. How should we think about <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, they're super important, right? They tell us, I mean, you think about the consumer being the backbone of the U.S. But they economy. they automatic good news, right? Like no, they're not. And I can tell you that the futures, last I checked, were actually down on this news. So let's put this in perspective. So 216,000 for the month of December. That is hotter than we were expecting. I don't know if you guys are feeling a little warm right now, but this was a hotter than expected report. The expectation was closer to about 160,000. Um, unemployment rate sort of remained at 3.7%. And we can show you the unemployment rate over the last few years or so. And guys, we've been in this really tight range, as you can see. So that spike was, of course, the pandemic. And then you see that we've been sort of below 4% for almost two years. I mean, we've been at or below 4% for unemployment, which, which is very low since January of 2022. If you look at the sectors where we added jobs, you can see there uh, some of the sectors that we expected, healthcare, government, construction, a government adding 52,000 jobs, healthcare, 38,000 jobs and construction. Wages, which of course have inflationary impacts and implications, wages increased as expected 0.4% on an annual basis. So what this means broadly is it's, it's still a hot labor market. It is still a strong labor market. But when you step out and look at the broader picture, you do start to see some cooling on the fringes. So you look at job postings, for example, those have started to fall. We haven't seen layoffs like some had been expecting, but we're seeing job postings start to fall. So it may not be as easy to find another job, but by and large, we're still looking at a pretty robust labor market. So, I mean, I thought we'd secured mission accomplished on the soft landing, Goldilocks, we'd, we'd, we'd nailed that one down. You mentioned that there are peripheral elements, too, that are being considered. How's the Fed looking at this, given what yeah. Jay Powell said just last month? No, it's a great question. So a, a hotter-than-expected report sort of increases the likelihood that when we do see rate cuts, it's going to be later in 2024, right? So we have, what, I want to say seven or eight Fed meetings next year. And so the hope had been, well, maybe if this was a cooler job report, we would start to see rate cuts maybe in March, maybe in April. This is starting to look like we may start to see them actually uh, later in the spring, earlier in the summer. So those are the implications because it's still a strong labor market. It's still a, a strong economy because you have to remember the labor market powers consumer spending, right? Consumer spending is two thirds of the U.S. economy. So if people are employed, people are having their wages go up, they can spend. But that, of course, has an inflationary impact. Consumer spending is meaningful in terms of how people feel about the economy. Help us with the disconnect. Why do these big numbers not kind of translate to people at home? One word, inflation, right? I mean, you are still seeing, even though we're seeing inflation, the price uh, rises cool, they're still higher. Prices, by and large, are still higher than they were a few years ago. People, of course, know that. Even in the last CPI report, Consumer Price Index report, you still saw prices for categories like shelter, uh, rent, for example, the, the cost to put a roof over your head, that still continues to go up. That's going to take some time. Food prices, grocery prices, those are still going up. And so even though... Most people, by and large, at least according to the data, are meaningfully employed. You still have to go to the grocery store and eat, and it's more expensive. You still have to put a roof over your head, and it's still expensive. On the bright side, though, gas price is about $3 a gallon right now on average. That's lower than it was a month ago. That's lower than it was a year ago, and so that's helping. But I think until inflation is really in the rear view, until people don't feel like, gosh, it's so expensive to buy most things, it's still going to be that disconnect. All right, Raul, thank you. Thanks, man.
Joining me now, CNN Global Economic Analyst and Financial Times Associate Editor and Global Business Columnist, Rana Forar. Thank you so much for being here for uh, in me. person. Yeah, Welcome. Exactly. This is nice. Exactly. Um, so we just heard this this report, um, better than expected. Mm. Do you think this is going to a trend that's going to continue? So I think looking for trends in 2024 <laughs> is going to be really Fraught. hard. Yes. yes. If I have one word for this year, it's volatility. Right. You know, I was saying that I thought Jay Powell the Fed chair had gotten a little ahead of his skis saying, oh, we're going to get three rate cuts. You know, the markets really rallied. There's a lot going on in the economy right now and in the world. You know, you've still yeah. got two hot wars. Um, you know, you've got big changes afoot in, in labor markets. You've got technology like AI coming on board. So it's really, really tough to predict. What's interesting to me is Main Street and Wall Street yes. don't want the same thing, right? I mean, it drives me nuts. It, I have to tell you, it it literally drives me crazy because we all say, "Okay, everything's going right," but 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 there are a lot of Americans that aren't in. Hundred percent drives me crazy. Right. My whole first book was about this. You know, the, the bottom line is most people get most of their money from a paycheck. Right. And so, look, this is a good report. This shows us that we have a strong economy. Bidenomics, I think, has, is actually working. Now, whether folks are going to buy that at the election, uh, you know, at the ballot box, I don't know. But, but this is a good thing. This says, look, we have um, you know inflation that is reasonably under control. Yes, you got some wage growth, but again, that's a good thing. I'm not so worried about markets correcting. Look, I. I've got a 401k, you know, I look at it, I, I worry. But at the end of the day, stocks, uh, basically 85% of stocks are owned by the top 10% of Americans. Right. So this is a good jobs report. Let's let's be happy. We let's can, start the year on an optimistic note. We can celebrate that. And the Biden administration can celebrate that Indeed. as well, which they Absolutely. are doing. Um, what areas, though, are you seeing the most growth in? Yeah. So it's interesting to me, and we just heard you saw a lot in government, you saw a lot in construction, which actually says to me some of that fiscal stimulus that we saw, that build back um, money is flowing through the economy. You still haven't seen a real manufacturing jobs boom, which actually kind of goes to the fact that technology can do a lot of those jobs now. You did see hospitality and leisure go up. That's that Part of that is December, right? We had a stronger holiday season than many of us thought we were going to have. Um, we actually got record spending numbers. They were back to pre-pandemic numbers in terms of what people were shelling out for friends and family for presents. So I think some of that is reflected in those numbers. December, again, tends to be a very unusual month. So I would I would not make too many predictions from this. Right. Three is a trend. You know, talk to me again in March and, and we'll see where we are. And we will talk to you again. <laughs> and many times before, I assume. <laughs> One more thing. We've heard about the rate cuts. Yeah. We've heard that that was predicted um, by the Fed. What When I say inflation, where are we? right now and what do those rate cuts, do you see those really being a thing? Because a lot of people who are trying to buy homes are watching those really closely. Oh man, the housing market it's is, wild. you know, where the rubber meets the road on all this because, you know, one of the reasons that house prices are still so high is we've had all that easy money, all those low rates for so many years. Many of us, like me, have locked in low rates. Now you get them climbing up in the last 18 months or so and there's this weird arbitrage where, you know, I would actually love to move into a smaller house. My second child is leaving for college next year. Oh, I know. Are you going to be an empty nester at this point? I don't say that. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs>
John's, John's over here crying. Today. <laughs> but, you know, the, the point being that, okay, yeah, I could move into a smaller house, but then I would have to take a mortgage, you know, that's right. maybe more like 7% instead right. of the 2.875 that <laughs> oh, I have now. So it's there's a lot going on in housing, and I know a lot of Americans want some more stability there. Hopefully, that second half of this year, we'll see it. All right. Well, I like that we can celebrate good news at the top Absolutely. of the show. That feels really good. Ronna, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you back in March. Absolutely. We'll check on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you.